Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Let's test this, Melly. Big test this, see how it is now. wonder if we got that massive burp in. This week, Greece frightening as a defensive horror show sees Celtic crash out of the Champions League. But on the upside, we're one match closer to that treble treble as we dispatch Partick Thistle in the League Cup. All this and more on this episode of 20 Minute Tims. Hello and welcome to episode 146 of 20 Minute Tims and, uh, well, it's just me and you, Melly. He's left us. No treble tonight. No treble, just the double. Uh, Coach Crumbs is on holiday in Madrid and then he's going to Santa Ponza, Celtic home, away from home. Um, the Tim holiday destination of choice. It was selfish. The rest of us booked our holidays when the season was over, unlike him. No, he doesn't. He's not as committed as me and you. Um, <laughs> I've only one in about four years. <laughs> I know. Um, first of all, need to apologise um, due to Coach Crumbs being away. The microphone setup is slightly different this week, so you might notice a wee bit different in sound um, and sound quality. And we're pumped out of the Champions and League. And there's not much to be happy I, about here. What's good for me and you is we get to relive this because... Yes. For the patrons, we'd, we'd done the match companion and they got the, the instant reaction, so we might as well start with the lineup. What did you make of it when it was first announced? Were you happy? Were you confident? No Edward, no Dembele. It's what we've got to work with. It, it's There's what, nothing else we could have done, is there? No, nah, it is what we've got to work with. Before, before, obviously, the match, there was all this nonsense cutting about with, with Boyata. Was he injured? Wasn't he injured? Brendan Rodgers said he was, he was fit to travel but chose not to, so in my mind... Dedrick Boyata really left us in the lurch for yep. this game. And going into the game, the way the game panned out, Dedrick Boyata in there, we probably qualified because the only real difference was their defence was good and ours was absolutely shocking. It was a defensive, at the, the top of the show, my introduction, I called it a defensive horror show and that's, that's exactly what it was from Celtic. That was an easily beatable team. We should have beaten them. But the defence let in two stupid goals at stupid times and it cost us an awful lot. You could see it coming. Mm. Well, every away game with this team, we're, we're fearful because the defence isn't good enough. It hasn't been addressed. If you look at last year's Champions League qualifiers, we're going in with Nier Beton and Ayer. The year before, we're going in with F.A. Ambrose and Owen O'Connell. As you say, probability... We'll not get to the Champions League every year, but you have to give yourself the best opportunity and you can't keep going in with these makeshift defences, these defences that are built by Ronnie Dyla and Neil Lennon. It's going to catch up with you, and it did, and that's the most annoying thing because they were beatable. All we needed was 
one or two players and we would have beat them comfortably but we didn't and we let in silly goals and if we'd have got to the Champions League if we'd have got through this tie it would have papered over the cracks Yeah, because that, yeah. it was pathetic watching and if we get into the Champions League we'd get drubbed worse last year we took five goals off us seven goals off us in the group stage last year and have we improved our defence at all? No, it's got worse. The but, team has got worse. Brendan Rodgers spoke in the lead up to the game about not being supported, not being backed, about wanting the quality and and you know we'll talk about who carries the can percentage wise for 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 this, but he's absolutely got a point. You know these games have been coming. The January transfer window, which in many ways was to prepare us for these games, was an absolute flop. Now to let Brendan Rodgers just try and carry this team through another qualification. But well, we saw exactly what happened. Yep. As we said in the match companion, he's a good manager, but he, he can't rely on that. You need to give him a hand as well. This, when you look at that defence, like Jozo has been done for a long, long time. He's barely played towards the end of last season. We've had to throw him in this season. Hendry, from when he's came in in January, hasn't looked up to it. Lustig has not looked up to it for months. The team last year dropped points in a lot of games and we haven't improved it in the slightest. It's got weaker and we're just expecting, oh, it'll be fine this year because we need to win this year. You can't, you can't just expect a team just to up their game all of a sudden. Let's look, at, let's look at the game itself and let's look at the goal. So, Worst case scenario in a European tie is you go in and you lose an early goal and that's exactly what happened. Once again, down the Ajax, excuse me, down, down that Athens left-hand side, Michael Lustig, once again, the same as the home game, he, he couldn't stop the cross. The ball comes in and there's that image doing the rounds where there's five or six Celtic players in the box. And there's a, just before the goal, the, the Athens striker isn't even in the picture and they still manage to score. It's embarrassing. It's, it's schoolboy stuff. Every goal we've let in this season has been terrible defending. There's no goals we've let in that you can say, oh, fair enough, or they carved us open, or that. It's all simple stuff. Down, cross, cut back, and the, the centre-half and full-back aren't dealing with it. If you have a full-back who's better than Lustig, that's stopped. If you have a centre-half who's better than the two that are in there, the goals stop getting leaked. If you have a team that's organised and ready to play, this doesn't happen. But they didn't. They haven't done that. Another player who's come in for a lot of criticism, Jozo Simonovic. I, I don't know what's happened to him. Like you see, he's been out of the picture for a long time. He seems to really... The, the two central defenders really seem to struggle with the basics. And when I say basics, I mean 8-yard, 10-yard passes, not hitting it out of the park, losing their man, not winning headers. You know, I know Brendan Rodgers demands a lot from his defenders, but... It's, it's, it's that old football cliche. You see when the complicated things are not working for you, concentrate on the basics. And we're not even doing the basics, right? That's exactly it. It's just basic, basic stuff. Stop the cross, mark your man, pass to your own player. Win your headers. Win it's, your it's, headers. So, it's, it's so basic. It's unbelievable stuff. And for us going forward, makes it more difficult. A defence makes it more difficult for us to go forward because they don't do the basics and it just puts us under pressure. So we lose stupid goals, which is always playing in the mind of players. When you're not conceding goals, everything else falls into place. But we are just putting ourselves under pressure. AK Athens, that's their thing. Defend, 
and they can do it. So when they get goals given to them, we're just putting ourselves on the back foot straight away. Five minutes into a massive game like this, and we've not cut it across, we've not marked the man in the middle, and we're just putting ourselves on the back foot, and it's uphill battle from there, because they'll just camp in now and let us play. And what frustrates me more is I think we were the, the, the better team once we get once we got a hold of the game, once we came out of our shell a wee bit. The problem is they're very good. They're very good at defending. And that's borne out by the attempts. We had 20 attempts on goal in that game. And that, that's not insignificant. We were really on top of them for large portions of the match. Over the, over the two games, as you say, so annoying because I think we were the better team. That was a very, very beatable team. That was a team that hadn't played a match till they came up against us. That's the only two competitive games they've played this season. We should have beat them. We should be a better team than them. But because we haven't improved our own defence, we haven't. Tom Rogic, um I mean, it's one of these ones you don't want to go through the whole team and slaughter everyone. I do. No, you do. <laughs> I mean, everybody knows my thoughts on, on Tom Rogic. I think he's a smashing player. But he needs to start sort of turning up for these European games, doesn't he? Yep, we spoke about it, Stephen mentioned it. This is this should be his level. This yeah. should be where you can hang your hat on him, take a game by a scruff of neck and create things. But he didn't, he just get caught up in the game, he just didn't find any space. And that was down to them blocking off the space because they got the goal that they needed and then they could sit in and soak it up. They'll do that all day. So so you can see Dele goal, we regrouped, we started to take control of the match. I felt we sort of ran out of time. I felt if 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 the first half went on a wee bit longer, I, I felt we could we could have got a goal. You're going at half time, and you're coming out, and the one thing you don't want, and a hundred percent, Brendan Rodgers would have said this to the guys: don't concede again. No, don't not early. Don't do it. And what happened? They did. They did. Look, them getting the first goal doesn't really change much because no. we had to score anyway. So you're expecting us to let in a goal. But for the second half to kick off and you just to give away a cheap free kick and it's just a simple punt into the box. It's yep. not a great delivery. It's a simple punt. Jack Hendry is smaller when he jumps than he is when he... <laughs> even when he's up for corners. He's six foot something. Even when he's up for corners, he's missed about four headers for us this mm. season because he can't head the ball properly. The ball goes... He gets out jumped. ball goes back across to their number 10 Lustig watches, marks, then lets go and then cries out for a free kick for some silly shove. Unbelievable goal to lose. A header, back across goal. Their striker's in the middle of your six-yard box with a headed tap-in. It's unforgivable. And it's those two players again. Your right-back and your centre-half not dealing with that. It's criminal. Criminal at this level. My my problem is uh, Jack Hendry, I've said it before, I'll say it again because it's come up again, I'm all for projects, you know, you look at the guy, you can understand why we might have signed him. He's young-ish, he's big, he's strong, he, 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 Brendan Rodgers must have seen something, I've not seen it, you can kind of understand it, but I don't think he was signed as your number one pick to get you through these Champions League games. Now, Brendan Rodgers has said he thinks he can play Champions League level, level. fine, but if Boyata was on the plane, Jack Henry wouldn't be playing, if another central defender was on the plane... Jack Henry wouldn't be playing. The boy's been put in the firing line here and he's he is out there trying his best, but it's just no good enough. He should he should be a third third choice centre half for us, really. Yes, I was suspended. 
But again... Well, yeah, if Ayer was playing, he wouldn't have been there either. Well, but you, you never know. He would have probably. Aye. would have been Simonovic out. And to have Ayer and Hendry as your centre-half scoring, this is not good enough. They got what they deserved out of this Champions League run. And yeah. that is to be put out because they didn't, they didn't show enough over the two games that they can defend at this level. And it just came back to haunt us. So, Scott Sinclair comes on. And I, I said it. You know, I think Scott Sinclair's been fine so far this season. Every time he misplaces a pass, or every time he doesn't go by a fullback, the first thing out of people's mouth is, that's not Scott Sinclair for a couple of years ago. I think we just sort of need to leave that be. The guy had one hot season. You know, plenty of players come up here and don't have the season that Scott Sinclair had. He had one hot season. He was a bit he was a bit of a low-key season for him last year. He'll probably admit that himself. But was he not still our top goal scorer almost? Yeah. Um, and then this season, he, I think his he's form's been honestly fine. Um, and it almost scores with the first touch of the ball here. Sinclair's goal was a good goal. And it's one of the first times that Tierney manages to get to the byline, cut it back. They'll be disappointed with it. But he's in there, good header. And you're thinking, right, let's go. But it was too little too late. It was too little too late. Yes, we had a lot of possession, but we didn't carve them open enough. We didn't have the quality to get through them. We didn't have any clear-cut chances after that. Jozo had one in the last minute. But as soon as the final whistle went, you were just dejected out of the sheer fact that we didn't deserve to go through, did no. we? we, we no, it's we not didn't. as if we were the... I think we were a better team, but we didn't show it, and it's all of our own doing. You know, the investment, we've spoken about it a lot. It's it's plain to see that what let us down was the players available for selection. Brendan Rodgers said after the game that you only need to look at Liverpool, who got to the Champions League final. They went out, made some great signings and strengthened the squad. That's That's been his thing. Strengthen, strengthen, strengthen. I need the quality in. I don't just want numbers. I need players that of of sufficient quality to improve the team. And he had a bit of a huff and a bit of a tantrum about it, but... Brendan Rodgers made some decisions in that game himself. You know, when you look at the performance of Gamboa, um, who, who performed admirably in the Rosenberg games when he featured, they also performed quite well in the game we'll get to Partick Thistle. You know, do you think do you think maybe there's a there's there's some questions hanging over Brendan Rodgers' head about the way he sets up his defence? He's never really been a coach who's been famous for really good defences, but you know, when you're when you're repeatedly sticking with Lustig when Lustig is letting you down week after week, when Jack Hendry, I know you're in a bit of a pickle there, but you know, do you think Brendan Rodgers carries much of the can for this, or do you think it's mostly down to the fact that we've not been... I thought Lustig was a better shout because he's been there, done it. Gamboa mm. can be a bit rash sometimes when he's defending, but the mistakes Lustig made, look massive mistakes, it's just simple stuff, which Lustig should be able to do. It's not as if we're asking him to do something yeah. he can't do. We're not asking him to bust forward... We're asking him to stop crosses. Simple stuff. Mark players and he's not doing it. it I, th- I think you're does right. Does Gamboa do that? No, I, I think you're right. I mean, being in Brendan Rodgers' shoes, given the players that were available, I think I think that was the best option. So I'm, I'm going to say to you, Melly, you have you have a 100% of blame here. You've got a blame biscuit, right? And I want you to decide how much of that, how much of that Brendan Rodgers has to eat and how much Peter Lowell has to eat. Who's getting it? Is it 50-50? Is Brendan Rodgers getting 60% of the blame biscuit here? 80-20. The board, 80%. You're only giving the manager 20%? Yes. I would say it's probably more like 60-40. I think there's there's a serious serious issue between the board and Brendan about no getting back. I mean, Brendan, this week, last week he was moaning about it. This week he's saying there's not an issue. I think, um, I think the board really have to 
look at themselves and question why why we went into these qualifiers with uh, with those players available. The board need to have a heavy look at themselves. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's, it's criminal. We go back to January. Compare comes in. He's he's not good enough, is he? He's not fit. Either. Well, we don't know. <laughs> we can assume that he's not good enough. Nobody's seen him. Jack Henry came in. Shouldn't be playing in the Champions League qualifiers for us. Even with them coming in, we let in three simple goals away to Zenit. We let in seven to PSG. Mm. We let in another five to PSG. We let in three to Bayern Munich. We were conceding goals with this defence. We needed a right back, didn't come in. We needed a centre half, didn't come in. We needed them because the two players were at the World Cup. The right back apparently we had from Sporting Lisbon, that Peter Law changed the, the deal last minute. Is that what happened to him? Well, I don't know. I can't remember. The History Boys put it up on it. was a Fred on Kerrydale Street. We'd agreed the fee, agreed the terms. Sporting needed the money up front because we were having financial difficulties. Brendan was meant to go on holiday that day, didn't go, instead went and met the player, met his agent, everything sorted. Then when Law went to sign off, he changed the terms and tried to pay it up instead of just paying the money out. Now, I don't know if it's true or not, but say it is. Oh, imagine it is. We are Celtic. Peter Law goes on about how we're a European team. That's not how European teams act. No. European teams... Peter Law was on with Celtic Underground the day after we won the double treble. He's good at that. He's good at coming out and he's good at coming out and, and, and when things are going well. He's good at coming out and, and giving interviews and talking to podcasts and the press and all that. He likes to get his face out there when things are going well. He talked about in that is we can't get complacent. We've got a plan for two or three years and ahead. Well, where's your plan for two or three months and ahead? Because he didn't plan to get the right back in and see when you pull pulled the plug will the deal get pulled for that right back? Where was your plan B for that? Well, it's interesting you mentioned that podcast because I went back and listened to it, and it is quite an interesting listen. Um, for those who don't know, Celtic Underground, a Celtic podcast that everyone is aware of now, they'd done an interview with Peter Law, um, they had that, that sort of access. And, and what he, a lot of what he said was quite interesting at the time, but now, in light of that failure, when you go back and listen to that interview, he's talking about how him and the, the management team they have regular squad management meetings where they identify you know every month at least they have a squad management meeting where they identify targets and needs and well, what happened to all this that, 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 that's my, that is my question what happened to all this so you look at that that you don't get that right back in that was over a month ago probably where was plan B yeah John McGinn you don't get John McGinn where was plan B for that mm-hmm. what we on now plan P for panic that's what we're on <laughs> And, the, and there's a podcast name if I've ever heard one. How, how have we got to this situation? So we lost Roberts, Armstrong, Sviachenko left. And don't forget, Musonda left. Yeah. Now, last year we got Musonda. There was a reason Brendan Rodgers wanted him. There was a position for him in the team. It didn't work out, but we got him in to play a position. Yeah. He's now gone as well. So that's three, four players out the squad. And we like to bang on about, oh, we picked up all Musonda's wages. We picked up Patrick Roberts' wages. Armstrong, that's a lot of money off the wage bill that hasn't been replaced. Speaking of wages, Ike Athens, their wage bill was reportedly £4 million a year higher than ours, which is a a couple of players, is is a couple of good players, but on the flip side, um, you could look at that and say, well, you know, we would expect to lose the team with a higher wage bill the way things are going, but on the flip side, they barely spend any money. They, no. they almost all they they pick these guys up on free transfers and they pick them up at the end of contract and 
and all that sort of thing. After the after we go out of Europe, a, a few signings do appear. None of them have really, well, none of them really set the header alight. None of them are really that exciting. I mean, no offence to Daniel Arzani. Daniel Arzani is, is the reigning-born winger who I think Man City brought him over for Melbourne City. We've taken him on a two-year loan. Youngest player at this year's World Cup. Yep. Um, plays predominantly left wing. I mean, exciting talent. As I say, people in Australia are raving about him. Meant to be the next best best thing. Tim Cahill was raving about him in the press. Tom Rogic loves him. Sort of player we need. Does he does he excite you? Uh, it's a signing, so Aye. I'm excited. I'll take anything. Like Gee's do a wee back. Gee's <laughs> <laughs> uh, He's 19, but again, what good's it now? Yes, we still need players. Yes, we need them in. We need somebody out left because if Sinclair's not doing it, it's McGregor out there, and that, that's I don't see that working all season. But it's too little, too late. But my my point here is, and it's not a position we desperately need. No, and and how long is it? He's only nineteen. You know, he, he he's just back from World Cup. When's he going to be fit? He he's, he played a bit of football for Melbourne City. He was let go from Sydney um, because they didn't think he was going to make it. So he, he's still in the early stages of his career here, and we've got him in two years. You know, I don't know if he's going to maybe it'll be into next year before he features. I don't really think he's one he's one for just now. But like you say, he's a signing, and at this stage, we'll take any signing. Boyata, sensationally, as we all know, threw his toys out of the pram, refused to travel or claimed he was injured, and Brendan Rodgers said he was. But in the last couple of days especially, you know, Brendan Rodgers has said, you know, there's absolutely a way back for Boyata. You know, he could make his way into the team. Boyata himself insisted in an interview that he'd done in, in the press midweek that there's no issues with him, no issues with the, the team. He, you know, it's, it's a, there's a sort of, all, it's all a big misunderstanding uh, and Brendan Rodgers wants to give him a chance to, re- to redeem himself. Would you? I wouldn't, but we don't have any choice. And that's it. That is absolutely it. Aye. We knew going into this, I hate going over this again, we knew he was going to be the World Cup. We knew he had a year left in his deal. Sort it before. Replace him and sell him. To have to knock back 10 to 12 million for a guy with a year left in his contract and that has howling games like Boyata. Is terrible management yeah. from the board. Absolutely terrible. You should be twelve million laughing all the way to the bank with that, with your centre half and right back. That would mean we'd we've brought in over around twenty million so far this season if we'd have sold him and Stuart Armstrong. We could spend that twenty million and that's us, sorted. And get your centre midfielder, get a replacement in for Roberts, get a centre back and a right back, and you're fine. Four, four, five again, and again, it's just as you say, it's a failure of the board. So now we're scrambling about trying to get a guy to play for us that doesn't want to play for us. Um, I don't doubt his professionalism, but he doesn't want to play for us. And like you say, Boyata isn't he the best when he's hundred percent committed to the cause. So if we've got a guy with one eye on a move, you know, is he going to be not that he particularly throws himself into tackles, and but is he going to risk injuring himself and scup on a potential move for us? Can can he be trusted? He can't, he can't be trusted anyway and what happens now see if he, d- he starts playing the fans not every fan's going no. to forgive him it's impossible for that so we've already got a dodgy defence so any time he makes a mistake the groans are going to go up there should be no way back for him but we're in a situation where there is a way back for him and it's all our own doing again um, obviously Brendan wants players in he's been pictured down at Man City which do we have a scouting department or do we just pick up the phone to Peter Lawson who reportedly works for Man City and say 
any bargains for us or what have you got? I mean, it's been fruitful for us. We've got, what, Cham, Beton, Roberts. But see, if that's your only Boyata. option. He's well, another man saying. If that's your only option, what are the scouts doing? Yeah. Well, that centre-half, I struggle to say his name for AK Athens. Why, why have we not scouted him? Why have we not made an offer for him? Good player? I, yeah. Where, where is it? Not even specifically him, that sort of player. We exactly. never seem to... You know, like you touched on a couple of weeks ago, we we, did, we didn't ever go back to Belgium after we got when you or maybe we did and just didn't see anyone. I suppose the problem with that is you don't know, we don't know. Sitting here, we might have got to these countries and plucked out the gem and thought there's no one else there for us. There was a couple of rumours doing the rounds. Douglas Louise, um, Brazilian midfielder that, that plays for City. That, that was one of the guys that we were supposedly linked with. He's Brazilian. Sign him. Bra- Stephen would be going nuts on the <laughs> podcast this week. Linked with a Brazilian midfielder. We Gamby having Gamby having an absolutely terrific game and I'm looking forward to getting to the Partick Thistle game. Um, he spent last season on loan at Girona. Uh, Louise, he didn't do too well. 17 appearances, mostly as a sub, but considered for Brazil. They were thinking about giving him a call-up. Do you think this is the sort of player we need? It's a player. Aye. Hopefully he's good at football, but again, where's the where's the strategy here? Where Where's the thought behind it? It's another Man City loanee. Yeah. Where was the plan B for if John McGinn doesn't go in? We're always told you've got a list of players, the first one, then the second one. If you don't get the second one, you move on to the third one. Well, we're in the market for a right-back. Where was the other options at right-back? We're in the market for a centre-half, supposedly. But another player that supposedly linked with was Alexander Zinchek from Man City. Well, I think that link only came about because I think he's on the verge of signing for Betis and his agent said he had a choice between Betis us and, and someone else um, he was meant to go to Wolves but he knocked back the deal did he? alright so there's I mean we're definitely now in the market things are starting to pick up whether or not any of this is, is fruitful and as you say none of these guys are a right back none of them are a centre half um, well, where are these guys on the original list but is this just guys we can get now or we can afford instead of the guys we were targeting before we went into the Champions League there's just there doesn't seem to be any cohesion behind no you're right and, and, and one thing that's not happened yet is no one's came to us with a bid for a player we didn't expect to sell apart look what happened to Boyata so his bid came in his move came in he would promises were supposedly made but you know Olivier Cham for the past week has been linked one move to Porto had a £13 million bid not back allegedly that was, that was in the Portuguese press not in us Apparently they're preparing another bid. Now, if they come with 15, 16, 17 million pounds for Encham and he says, I want to go to Porto, then, you know, these, these, are, these are difficult choices we're going to face because we've all the, 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 what we expected has happened. We expected Roberts to go. We expected Armstrong to go. We expected um, a bid to come in for Boyata and we never prepared for it. Are we even prepared for the unexpected? Are we prepared for a bid for Encham or Boyata? These unexpected things could, could come to us and I'm not prepared and it makes me a bit nervous. It is nervous because we said at the end of the season, look, the team needs refreshed. There was too many games where it just it just fizzled out for us. Then we spoke about players going to the World Cup. We spoke about players being replaced. We spoke about players having a year left in your contract. You're right. We expected all these players to leave and they did. But see if we had to replace them early on. It doesn't make it difficult now if a bid comes in and Cham has to go. We can't sell him now. We can't because the fans will be in uproar. The team, we don't have any players to replace him and the team will will 
suffer for it. Plus, he was my pick for play of the year. I know, and mine, so you can't <laughs> And you can't sell Dembele either. All I'm saying is, we could get a bid for him. I don't see it because he seems quite content. In fact, I'd love to see us offer him a new contract and see what he wants to we take. We probably are, but it's open season in us now because we're out of the Champions League, and what we promise these players is we'll give you a platform to play in the yeah. Champions League so you can get your move down south. But because we didn't invest, because we didn't do what we should have done, we're out of the Champions League. But there's, not that I'm annoyed about it. No, that. no, it's, I can tell. But look, there's not, it's, there's, it's not all doom and gloom. There's reasons to be cheerful because the treble treble is still on. Um, full rotation, pretty much, for, for, for the Partick Thistle game. Bain came in, Gamboa came in, Aya came back, Izagiri made his second debut for Celtic. Mikey Johnson got one of his 15 appearances. That's yep. two out of 15. Scott Sinclair's got one of his 20 goals. Scott Sinclair got one of his 20 goals and, and the Griff started. He's, well, let's talk about the fullbacks, Izagiri and Gamboa. In fact, let me quiz you first of all. Right. Name two other players that have made a second debut for Celtic. And bonus points, bonus points, if you can tell me either of their debuts. Charlie McGrew. Charlie McGrew. I can't tell you. His debut, debut. right. Uh, who else has played twice? Andy Walker played twice. Aye. Uh, oh, Champagne Chuckles. Champagne Chuckles. <laughs> and one, one, you kick yourself from it. We interviewed him. Sean Maloney. Sean Maloney. Yes. Aye, Sean Maloney. How do you think uh, about overlapping fullback pair of Izagiri and Gamboa? Let's talk about Gamboa just because Stephen's going to be listening to this on holiday and he'll be yes. waiting for us to get this. But overlapping fullback, two assists, never catch on. No, absolutely ridiculous. Izagiri played well on his side. Gamboa, what a difference it makes. The team is lopsided because of Lustig, he can't get forward. But that pace, it just gives you another dimension. 1-2 with Forrest. Forrest usually left out there himself and he's doubled up on and it cuts his game out. But Forrest gave him more space, cut in, played it down to Gamboa who's overlapping and look at the difference it makes. It's absolutely brilliant to watch. He had an absolute ball out there as well. Fans were singing his name, he said he loved it and all that. It was brilliant to watch. Izagiri linking up well with Sinclair as well. Sinclair looked good as well, I thought. Aye, Another I, good game from him. He just needs a couple more of those games, like I said. Just leave leave him alone, stop overanalyzing every touch, every cross, every missed shot. Just just let him go on with it. Um, Gamboa, do you think he's gonna? Do you think he'll keep his place? Do you think he'll keep no. his place for? No, I don't, I don't think. Do you want him to keep his place? Yes, I do. But he's only played. He wasn't in the squad for the two league games, and it's probably down to the fact that we're going to have to pay a fee if he plays a league game. Ah, people so, yeah. say that. So, but I don't. I mean, that is the rumor because he's been stuck on these nineteen league games. But look at it. He's it, been in every squad apart from the league game. Yeah, it's a bit silly, isn't it? League Cup, he comes in, sets up two goals. It may be something, it might not be pay a fee though, it could be any number of things. It could be um, if he pays 20 games, he's due a contract extension, or he's due an increase in his wages, or or maybe we took him off of, was it West Brom we got yep. from? Maybe we took him off of West Brom for almost nothing, and says let's have a look at him, and if we like him, if we play him 20 games, we'll give you 2.5 million quid, 3 million quid. So it might not be an insignificant milestone. Well, I don't care. You got yourselves in this position by not buying another right back, yeah. so... What, Ralston isn't in the picture, is he? Nah. He's not even in squad. So these are the two. You can't go through the season with Mikel Lustig on a good day. Never mind the form he's in right now. So you need another right back. And are we going? Do you trust us to go out and get another right back who's better than Gamboa? Can I tell you something though? I don't know if I trust Gamboa yet. Neither do I. But what choice have we got? And it's only Sedova. So 
we could we could we could play him against Suduva, presumably. Yeah. Um Mikey Johnson. He you picked him on early earlier on the podcast in the close season almost as someone you think might make a breakthrough this season. I think he'll make the breakthrough this season. How do you think he performed against the low league opposition? He was fine. He was fine. I'd like to see a bit more from him, but he has a young guy in a team that the team isn't on form right now, so it's difficult putting young guys into that. It's better when you you're in a good run of form to put a guy in. Everybody's firing all cylinders, but we don't really have that right now. It's stop start up front, the strikers keep rotating, Sinclair's in, then he's out. He did okay. I just want to see a bit more, but from what I did see it was fine. Why do you think they rotated? Just out of necessity. It had to be done and things need freshened up. We need more pace, more legs in there and the ones that dropped out, can you really argue with any of them being dropped out? None of them are on great form right now. Let's talk about, before we get to the goals, another viral moment, one specific thing that, that, that happened. You know what I'm going to ask you about? Jack Hendry. <laughs> <laughs> You're laughing. Uh, Bambi. The, the guy looks completely short of confidence. If people don't know what we're talking about, again, there's a clip. He sort of gets the ball past him in the sort of defence midfield area takes a couple of steps forward, turns around, tries to cut the ball back, but the time, this time he's almost lost it because of party thistle players. The, the guy looks absolutely short of all sorts of confidence. It was simple, but just pay, play the pass quicker. He's not doing that. It's not again, because that yawn, that yawn that came through. It's simple, but he's just not doing the simple things quickly enough. Just yeah. pass it. That, Why do you need the 15 touches? That's confidence. One touch out, yeah, exactly. Because here's what's happened in that scenario. He first of all misread the pass. Then he moves the ball and he sees in Cham looking for it. But out the corner of his eye, you can see two Partick Thistle players between him and Cham. So he's got no confidence in himself of being able to play that simple ball to Cham. So he goes, shit. So he turns around looking for options. And there's a Partick Thistle player between him and the goal and no pass on. So he turns around again. And by this time, the Partick Thistle players close the space. It just screams of a guy who's absolutely shot of all confidence. Um, and I said something on the podcast last week that I said he, he didn't have the intelligence. What I meant was game intelligence, and and I, th- I do think there's an element of that as well. I, maybe that comes with experience. Maybe, but he's just he, he doesn't fit just now. But the only thing that's going to get Jack Hendry through this patch is games and, and and picking up good performances. Whether that's for the development side or whether it's for the first team remains to be seen. But there's a um, he's he needs a he needs a hand out there. He does need a hand. The whole team need a hand. Even Cal McGregor got interviewed after the. The EK game, he said, we just need we need uh, some players in to give us a hand. And when your players are saying that, you can't expect, you can't just say to them, you're not getting them, they just deal with it because mm. they do need a hand. We're going to be playing Thursday, Sunday now if we get through the Sadova game, that is. And that's a tough going for is, a, lo- yeah. a long part of the season. We, we know last season we didn't get a midweek break to. Uh, December well it's going to be the same this season and we're three or four players down from last season so we need a hand but the players out there it wasn't a great game to no. be honest nah, nah. we took the lead good finish from Griffiths that's what you want finally gets his goal this season but I thought we got complacent after that especially when the second half kicked off we were acting as if it was 2-0 when it wasn't it was just yeah. 1-0 and we were getting slack and again Simple things. I'm starting to worry a bit about our midfield. I think our best three in midfield is Brown, Cham and Rogic. But there's a lack of energy and drive in there yeah. with the three of them. 
and Cham, he plays in the left of the, the two, and he was so far forward that there was a big, massive gap. Fissel ran through it, and it just puts him right into our midfield with just Brown. They work it into the striker. Ayer, I don't know what Ayer's doing, and Jack Henry doesn't make the block. It's just a simple, silly goal to lose. And if that's against Fissel, you're going to come up a much, much yeah. better teams than that this season. Well, we're coming up against a much, much better team in a couple of weeks. We'll see what you like about Rangers, but they're, they're definitely a lot better than Partick Thistle, and we sort of need to get our act together for that game. Um, but as you say, Partick Thistle, they hit the leveller, and then we Gamby turned on the afterburners. Bang, puts it across, Musa with a nice knee finish. Settled the nerves quickly yeah, after aye. Thistle had scored with. We got that wee wake up call, and it just it just shows you what we're capable of, though. It just shows you that when we want to do it, when we want to turn it on, you know, Gamboa, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna really try here, and then Dembele with a smashing finish, like how to how he reacted so quickly and put that in the back of the net um, at close range as well was was absolutely terrific. But like you say, a wee bit of complacency. It was Dembele makes a massive difference to this team. It's Him getting injured was an, a, a hammer blow for the Champions League, but it happened and there's nothing we can do about it now going on to Fissel we just stepped up and we had to another one from Gamboa right down the line good good play from Forrest across to Rogic it's been a tough week for us a tough couple of weeks actually we just need to get through this bit get to the end of August see where we are and go from there we just need to get in a wee run of form now. You you, you say that, you say it was a tough week for us and it was good to get the win and you would expect Brendan Rodgers to say that, but that's not actually what he said. What he said after the game was he wasn't happy. The result was fine, but he's a performance guy and he wasn't happy with the performance. And I think it's exactly for the reasons you say. I think it was the defence in particular and I think it was the midfield. Um, Scott Brown's form has been so-so this this early start to the season when Brendan Rodgers first came he apparently had a conversation with Scott Brown he says how much time do you think you've got left at this level and Scott Brown said two years that two years is up now year three this is year three Scott Brown can't be Scott Brown forever he can't play football forever this is one where you're looking at that as an important important component of the team given his performances this season given how thinly spread we are and you're like we should be bringing someone through now. We should be seeing someone, particularly in games like this. You know, if um, Kuasi is the replacement for Scott Brown, probably should have played there. You know what I mean? Yep, that's it. But you can't drop Scott Brown because of no. what he brings to the team. And as I said, the team's not on form. So if you take him and KT out, there's no leaders in there really, is there? Nah. So nah. you've got yourself into a situation where you need to the guy has to play every week through sheer necessity rather than if you had McGinn, if you trusted Kuasi, if you had somebody else. But we don't, so it's Scott Brown all week. Right, so on Thursday, we, we travel to Lithuania to face the Lithuanian champions, a team melee that we've played before. Um, FK Sudova, they shouldn't, they shouldn't pose any problem, whereas they've never made it into the Europa League or the Champions League before. Um, last time we played them, which was 2002... I think beat 2000, them. it would be 2002. 2002. 10-0, we beat them on aggregate, was it? 10-1. 10-1, I mean, not that you can take anything about that, but this this shouldn't pose a problem to Celtic, and this this is a good opportunity to get things back on track. I think. Go away there, get a good result there. Hamilton at home, good result there. 
Then you play Sudova at home, and then you've got the big one. The big one. We've got the Huns. Boyata, you think he'll be on the plane to Lithuania? Do you think he'll play? Would you play him? Yeah. You've got to. Oh. Well, do you have to? Because it's only Lithuania. It's only Sudova. But he is our best centre half. But they're not going to cause us any problems. Doesn't matter, look, but you have to think long term. Yeah, but look, if Brendan Rodgers is trying to make up with a the guy, then he'll play. You know what I mean? He'll play. But what message does that send to Jack Hendry? You're pish. Well, he is pish, so <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe that's a message. Yeah, tell me, yes or no? We're going to see Boyata back for this game? Yes. You think so? I think so too. I, I think so too. I think we're trying to sort this out with Boyata. Do you know what wouldn't amaze me? If Boyata signed another deal. If we had signed another contract on the proviso that we sell next year, let's shoot Armstrong. Just saying, that wouldn't amaze me. He um, probably once he's moved to England, there will be other clubs in from. but he probably wants to go back to England, doesn't he? Yeah. So that window's shut for him now, so he either has to wait till January or he waits till the end of the season, but he's, he can't not play football in between then. So. But you know what, This is I've not got a lot of sympathy for Brendan Rodgers some of the time, because... You know, this is why he's here. This is why he's paid that big money because he's paid a lot of money to get extraordinary results and deal with extraordinary circumstances. Do you know what I mean? Like Neil Lennon can win run-of-the-mill leagues and, and all that sort of stuff, but Brendan Rodgers is paid to deal with these difficult things. So if he can bring Boyata in for the cold and Boyata starts against Rangers and we keep the clean sheet and we win the game, I'll say, Brendan Rodgers, you've earned your wages on that one. That is where you've earned your con. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. It just seems like, as you say, what choice do we have here? No, we don't. We don't have much. Is he better than Simonovic? Yes. Is he better than Hendry? Yes. Him and Aya are probably our best centre half pairing, aren't they? So, yeah. what do we do? Do we not play him just to spite him? Whereas it's going to cost us. One th- one thing I will say is, you know, we are in this patchy run of form. It's still early days for our team. So do have our twenty games into the season. They're they're top of the Lithuanian league. Do you think do you think that should pose do you see any, foresee any difficulty here for us with Sudova? No, there, sh- there shouldn't be any difficulties here. It should be a, a convincing result, a convincing win. And we then We should have beat AAK, but we didn't, so we don't deserve to be in the Champions League. So now you need to go out and prove you deserve to be in Europa League. Get into this group and we'll just take it from there. It's not what we wanted, but it's what we've got. By the time we record this podcast next Monday, Melly, one full week will be gone. That'll be us entering the final days of the transfer window. Do you expect anybody to come in between now and then? It's more hope than expectation. Aye, I think you're right. I, you know what, I, th- I do. I think all the dirty laundry's been aired now. Brendan Rogers has sort of put it behind him. The only thing that worries me is when he says things like, if we don't get anyone in, I'll deal with it. He has to say that. I'd expect again it's just it's hope two at least two we need at least two maybe we need at least two maybe three it's I can't believe it's got to this but it has I don't know where they're going to be in terms of the players we wanted we didn't want if it's last minute if it's the guys I really don't know where, where we are now so we need at least two, three, maybe four. So four, five, five, <laughs> five. Um, I think I think we'll have another player in by the time we record this podcast. I've just I've just got a funny. Feel. My hunches have worked so far. My hunches have been okay. Um, start making them good hunches. I'll start making them good. So here's one. Here's one for next week. 
Um, I think we'll have someone else in by the time we record this podcast. And on that, I think this is a good place to wrap up. Um, thanks very much for listening. You heard us talk about a match companion. That's a podcast we do for our patrons. If you're interested at all, you can check that out on patreoncom slash 20 minutetims um, Thanks for listening. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.